0: It's another Sunday night in comedy, and tonight we've got our fingers on the pulse of who's who in 2022. From the next generation of comics taking over the festival circuit, TV specials, new albums dropping, and the revival of Toronto's club circuit post-pandemic. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke.
1: Welcome to Inside Joke's. On Global News Radio 640 Toronto. See our friends, see the sights, feel
0: Welcome back to an all-new Inside Jokes Baby, right here on 640 Toronto, and of course brought to you by our lovely friends at Hakeem Optical. Helping you watch live comedy more clearly. How about that? We haven't really been able to say that for two years, so that's fantastic. Uh, we, of course, have our producer, Vince Tedesco, on the line. Uh, you know, we're already a few months into the new year. Spring is here. Festival season is coming up. We've been talking for the last few weeks about how the festivals are coming back and club circuits reopening and roadwork and all that. It really is sort of a springtime in Canadian comedy, of course, post-pandy. Uh, so tonight, Vince, we're talking who's who in 2022, we have comics with new TV specials, there's new albums dropping, uh, comics taking over the club and festival circuit, kind of what we touched on a couple of weeks ago, which is that there's sort of this new face of Canadian comedy, this next crop, this next generation of comics that we're going to start seeing on the festival main stages this year and on returning specials and all that. It's a different crew of comics, it's a different generation now.
2: Did you just say post-pandy?
0: Post-pandy, that's right. I was... <laughs>
2: That's a new one. That's we a good one. Yeah.
0: We make it sound fun. Uh, a but a
3: huge spin on things. We're post-pandy. Living
0: post-pandy. The we're beyond that now because now we're like on the brink of nuclear war, apparently. So that's, you know, wonderful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let there be comedy. The world is terrible. Things Let's are blowing
2: up. Comics are blowing up, you know.
0: I was telling our producer, Vince, and our engineer, Loretta, back in studio that the sewer backed up into my basement so
2: it's blowing up this week a lot of Littler, literally
0: a crappy week over here in the old home studio but hey the show must go on so vince we have some new friends of the show checking in we've got a showcase here at toronto's iconic comedy bar which of course has just celebrated 10 years old and opened up a new venue post pandy uh we have <laughs> road <laughs> comics a returning friend of the show new albums new tv specials so really the whole gambit of sort of What's going on on stage here in Toronto and in this next new era of Canadian comedy? Because I, I, I like to think of this whole thing, Vince, as new growth. So it's like nice. the forest the forest burns down, but then there's all this rich new growth. And this is the comics that we've seen sort of hustling away at the open mics for the last five, ten years. Those are the comics now that are coming out with the specials and the albums and, and the festival headlining gigs. So that's who's taking over now. We're going to get into it. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Because the world is stuck in 2020 and now your vision can be too. Every week I say I'm going to get rid of that tagline for them. But no, because the world (laughs) keeps on being awful. That is fine because we have new comedy specials. We have new albums. As we were saying before the break, the festival season is right around the corner. Live shows are happening again. The clubs have reopened. New venues are here. Roadwork has blossomed open again. It again is, is sort of a true... Springtime in Canadian comedy, post Pandy. We're making it sound fun. Uh, we have some old returning friends of the show who, uh, first off, Jason Allen, we were saying to you before we kicked off the show, last time we saw you was in studio, in studio yeah, simpler days, simpler times. Uh, you, of course, are one of those working comics that stuck it all out, and you've kept, managed to keep very busy since then with all these ups and downs. of you can be live again no you can't we're locked down yeah. yes we are no we aren't so a lot of writing that stuff out for you
1: no for sure it's just i'm just glad it's like full capacity again i've actually been like i've been sitting on my album for a while because i didn't want to do it for like a half crowd
2: so, i get it yeah, <laughs> yeah <we laughs> crowds suck. well and that's, but, um, you know,
0: that's what i really want to get in into with you with you guys on this panel is that you know what it is like sort of honing and and recording an album or a special during such a strange time and actually just that energy that you get now from the audience who come back and who have been like really pacing around itching to go and see live stuff again after not just after everything being on pause for two years but a really strange two years to be alive as a human being. I mean it's been a pretty awful just melting pot of chaos. I mean there's a global pandemic and war and riots in the streets and the climate's falling apart and there's crazy people taking over Politics. So it's been a a, a ripe time for comedy, what a picture but also a terrible time to be alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's kind of hey. really where we're at. Uh, we also have an old friend of the show who, yes, did join us during the pandemic, but also was a regular back in studio back in those happier days. We'll get there eventually. Rush Cosy is on the air. How are you doing, Rush? Hey,
3: I'm doing great. I never want to be in a studio again. I'm good. <laughs> like, I okay. never...
0: <laughs> Vince and I have this sort of pseudo-argument every week doing the show because, you know, we do have our beautiful studio down at Chorus Studios there, right on the waterfront, our good friends at Global. It's, it's
3: nice, but we're not really staring at the waterfront when we're in the studio. We're looking into mics and we're staring at each other and we can do that here. It's a nice having to feel transit.
0: here. Maybe on not a week where my apartment smells like poop, but here, I can, you know, wake up and put on a pot of coffee. Pants optional radio. It's very pants optional radio. I will let our listeners and our friends on Zoom know right now I am wearing them, but still, I wouldn't, I don't have to. In studio, you kind of have to. So it's very nice. Uh, but Rush, you also are coming, you know, here in Toronto, the scene is reopening again. We were talking before the break how comedy bar came back. That's of course a a hub of Toronto comedy. New second venue opening up, second city is coming back. Second venue's
3: already been open for a while. I want to know
0: this last lockdown, we're finally coming back to all this stuff reopening. And you also have a new album slash special. Uh, the two called... separate
3: things. There's an album yeah. and a special. They're not related album, to one another.
0: Your album is About Time.
3: Yes. And the special and is special for is- Out for Laughs on Out TV, And the special was shot while there were still restrictions. So there was a half audience like Jason was talking about. Uh-huh. And you can hear it. They didn't sweeten the sound or put magic <laughs> in the audience. You can hear it. You can see that I'm behind a giant plexiglass sheet. Like it's, I don't know. Oh. It's, a, it's, it's a special though. It's a out. plexiglass even. The plexiglass, is a huge stage. The venue, like, I don't know, seats like 100 to 200 people. And I think there was like 20 people in the audience. Well, at least with a special.
0: Like, yes, you're supposed to sweeten the laughs and all that stuff. At least with a special, at least with a camera, you can kind of fake it. You can always tell when you see like this independent comedy special. It's like, why do they keep showing the same table?
3: (laughs) Right. Yeah, they're not even showing tables at this point. Which I thought they were going to do, but they didn't. So it's just like me from different angles. You can hear that the laughs are coming from very specific places.
1: Are they (laughs) they filming through the plexiglass or is there a cameraman on stage with you? There's there's nobody on
3: stage. There's nobody on stage with me. It's through the plexiglass, through the front, through the side. At first, like I couldn't, when I was filming it, I couldn't tell where the audience was because of how like there's reflection back in the plexiglass. So You kind of performing to yourself. When
1: you perform behind, yeah, the plexiglass because it's just you from a few angles.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, but it's coming out on Friday, and this is airing on Sunday. So I guess two days before this airs is when it's released. It's out now. That's all you can It's out now on OutTV. Sure. It's, it's out perfect. now on OutTV. It's on TV. TV like premieres on actual tv and if you're listening to this on sunday which is the day that this is airing i guess uh you'd have to stream it from either amazon or the out tv web- website so
0: for you russian i mean I'm, I'm gonna throw this to jason as well but for you rush like i i remember when you you know we sort of came up around the same time in comedy and it's you know we've been talking a lot the last few weeks on this show about how now that things have reopened and we're finally past that last lockdown the landscape of toronto comedy is a lot different there's a lot of new independent clubs There's sort of a lot new venues that didn't exist before the face of Canadian comedy is different. The comics who are now doing specials and albums and festivals and, and who you're seeing on network TV are those comics that were starting out in open mics nine, 10, 12 years ago in a very different landscape. Comedy bar was a brand new venue. We were sort of figuring out what's this alt comedy thing. It's a much different landscape now. And of course, on top of that you have comedy bouncing back from this pandemic and things fully, reopening again so for you rush i'll throw it to you first i mean this album now how much of a different animal is this for you than your stand-up was even say a couple of years ago covid aside because one thing that's always been interesting about you is your material always kind of changes in real time based on what you are how you are changing as a person so like your identity evolves in a certain way or there's things that you start discussing about your own life and your material very much grows with that so how much of a different album is this for you right now
3: I mean, it's an accumulation of like 10 years of stuff, right? Like I didn't keep trash, obviously, (laughs) but like, (laughs) uh, it just like, uh, it it changed. I'm like, the the very beginning of the album is discussing the pandemic, right? Because I was in it and I guess we're still in it, right?
0: Apparently, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah.
3: (laughs) I mean, this is an ever-ending thing at this point. We should just get used to it like the flu, but like, it it, it is going to touch everything in the album. Like it's called About Time because of the fact that it took so much time to get to recording an album. yeah. Uh, I talk about different stories from the past, things that shaped the way I am today. And again, like pandemic times. And I I wanted to make it kind of timeless as well, even though I do start off with lockdowns, huh? Which totally makes it a very specifically dated album, now that I think about it.
0: Well, but I mean, it is a snapshot of the moment you're in though. So it's kind of, you know, and we're in an interesting place now where we're only just starting to see these albums and this material that comics have generated about this last two years because it is really a snapshot of where we're at. So it's interesting to see how comics are sort of addressing this for the first time, really fully coming back. So to have that in there and, and sort of in that moment in time, it kind of makes sense. It's kind of a perfect moment right now.
3: Yeah, I guess so. And also I had a film crew on the set of my album, so it's different than the special that's, on, that's gonna be on Amazon and out TV, uh, so. Uh, different in various ways because the audience was fuller it's a more intimate venue I yeah. can see people I can like I'm I, you know I, I deal with some hecklers at some point it's like fun uh so I want to I want to be able to get that out somewhere I don't know if it's going to be YouTube or if I'm going to try to sell it to a network but we'll see Um uh, super excited the world hasn't changed that much like I there was an article in the CBC about me and this right-wing subreddit has gone insane because they're just <laughs> shocked that I exist at all, right? So that's the reason why I was a couple of minutes late. By the way, I was too busy looking at fighting. and screenshotting. <laughs> no, not fighting. I find it really hilarious. Like someone claimed that I was a white woman with a like a spray tan. Like they didn't believe I yeah. was brown. You know, just like questioning a lot of stuff. They were trying to Rachel Doll is all you. Yeah. yeah, they're like, there's no way this person is, is brown. I've been called it a few times because I identify as, and I am non-binary. Uh, I don't really use they pronouns as much, but people are like just so stuck on what pronoun to use that this right-wing subreddit is losing their mind. And I'm just like, oh, this is a few hours of my day that I can't get back, but I should stop looking <laughs> at it, but I can't not, like, it's about me. It's I'm about
0: so you, you self- can't not read it, I get yeah, it. Yeah. I'm so
3: self-involved that I'm like, and so self-obsessed that I'm like, oh my God, any press is good press, right? Like, I got that this faction wants to kill me, but hey, they know me, right? Like, it's there is like,
0: some, there is some truth to that, and I think it is, it is tempting to just sort of dive into that stuff and see what they're saying about you because it's, it, you know, it's, it's like driving slow past a car accident. You can't not do it. Uh, all right, we're gonna come back with our friends Rush and Jason. I want to get into Jason's new album and, and also what the roadwork landscape looks like after all this. How strange is that world? We're gonna come back right here on Inside Jokes.
1: Hi, my name's Aaron Berg, and you're so lucky to be listening to me on Inside Jokes on 640.
0: Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto, and of course, streaming all over planet Earth on Global News Online. We are talking new albums, new specials, who's who in 2022 we have Rush and Jason on the air with us uh Jason I wanted to I'll flip gears here and go over to your new album because I mean Rush very much came up in this Toronto scene and is really a fixture on this Toronto scene came up knowing these clubs and knowing you know comedy bar and all these sort of independent home stages and forming you know that being the sort of the your hometown of comedy and sort of building your material on these stages for you Jason I mean you've always been an outside-the-city guy. I mean, you do come and work and gig here. You've always been sort of a suburbs guy, a club guy, and a road dog. I feel like, you know, you came up and you're in that same generation of comics as Rush, but you're kind of a hangover in a way from those, you know, the true blue Canadian road dog comics, which, I don't know, we're we're now coming into a world where it's like a lot of stuff is about, you know, building your own audience. Obviously, online platforms are huge, especially after the pandemic. You can, you know, there's new labels releasing albums. I mean, Rush, of course... Uh, a lot of comics releasing albums on howl and roar 604 records so everything has gone very digital and everything has go- almost been more about everything you do can immediately be for just a global audience where canadian comedy was really always built around kilometers and that's really
1: kind of what you came from so how different does that look like for you now um well it's good like i'm happy to be doing it again um uh, I'm pretty fortunate, too, because I was, I was born in the States where so I actually have dual citizenship. So even sometimes through the pandemic, if I was willing to pay for a COVID test to get back, I would uh, tour in the Midwest a lot. Yeah. Uh, they've always been very good to me. But I think that, like you, like, I don't know. I'm not... Like, I'm not a TikTok star. I'm not a, I'm not, like.
3: <laughs> no one <is> anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I, mean? I just don't know if I have that, uh, that attitude or that personality. But I do find <laughs> that, like, going on the road, I definitely still, like, build a following. And, like, with Linktree and stuff like that, like, you can head out hard. People can find you on all platforms. I'm definitely, like. And what's cool about the road is that, like, now I have friends on, like, Facebook or Instagram that are, like from all over the country from all over north america yeah kind of exciting too um i love touring too because i just like i love traveling and again meeting new people and checking out new scenes and kind of seeing what they have to offer um that's like all pretty exciting to me
0: well and it is also like we've seen sort of again you know before the show before we brought you both into the panel i was saying to vince like it it there is sort of this, it feels like this new growth thing happening in comedy where it's like, we just came through this chaotic thing, but you know, after the forest fire, there's the new growth. So it's like now getting to see comics like both of yourselves. I mean, you've all been at this for, you know, a decade. You've all been part of that scene that came up when, when venues like comedy bar and all these independent clubs were brand new and you were hitting the open mics and sort of building your material there. Now you are the comics who have taken over the industry, I mean, you are that generation of comics now. A lot of the comics that we came up seeing on stage and and sort of wanting to go and work alongside them and hit mics with them, they're gone. They've, you know, they're all in New York. They're all in LA. They've all left the scene. So the scene kind of belongs to comics of your generation now, the both of you.
3: I'm stuck here forever. I can't go to the States, so. <laughs> <laughs> I might leave for England or something. Uh, but I mean, the Godfathers are still here, right? Like Kenny Robinson is still yep. here. Like Darren Frost yeah. is still here. And these guys are give, the ones giving me advice on like how to promote the album and stuff, which is like so insane. Like, cause when you start out, you're like, are these people even approachable, right?
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah.
3: And they're like super nice dudes, but it's just like, that's the mindset you come in with. Right? Um, I don't know, Jason, how do you feel?
1: I don't know, for one, England's cheaper. you'd be better off <laughs> anyway, the pizza is so much cheaper. And actually my is wife- Is it and really? I it. Yeah.
3: Okay, and well my- maybe I'm making the right decision by not being able to go to the States.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you you earned your criminal record. It was a smart one. To get. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, my wife and I are actually going to the UK in like less than two weeks, too, and I got some shows lined up there. And oh, wow! It's like, okay. If you guys know Erica Eller. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, Eiler, Eeler. Yeah, she's yeah. been there for
1: a while now. Well, she helped me set up shows, and that's what's beautiful too about like traveling and stuff is that it's just comics helping comics. And she was actually the one that gave me those contacts and hooked me up with some spots. So that's what happens in comedy, right? You just like meet these people and like I'll help you here, you help me there, kind of thing, and people hooking each other up. It's really cool. It re- it really is,
0: and you you know, you forget how much you know, cause it is this massive industry, especially when we have the States next door and there is that over the lap with the UK, but you really do forget how it is. There is sort of this fraternal thing where it's like, yeah, you really are. It's like, that's why when JFL every year in Montreal, it's like summer camp for comedians. Cause you see these people flying <laughs> from yeah. everywhere. And it's like, we're all part of the same thing. We're oh, all yeah. like minded. And, you know, so there yeah. is there's sort of this community yeah. to it, you know, no matter how spread out it is. Do you think it got like that more after the pandemic too? Because, when we talk to comics in the States, they're like, yeah, we all went through this crazy shared thing and we are all one community. It feels like it got smaller and more of a village in a way.
3: I mean, I don't know. Look, the first piece of advice I ever got in comedy was from Jim McAleese. And like he, the first thing he said was be nice to everyone because yeah. you never know who is going to be helpful in the future. It's like, you know, just, just always be nice to people as much as you can. Like obviously if you're a person, you can crack sometimes, but like if that advice is coming from someone who's that old school, way before the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess like right now I can do shows in LA without having to leave my house. But-
1: that, that
0: That is true. Which by the way, though, Rush, I mean, that's been such a mixed bag for anybody. And Jason, I don't know how much you dipped your feet into this stuff, but the whole Zoom thing or comics who have done like corporates online. It, I mean, yeah, people can make money doing it. And it's kind of, you know, it's just what people had to do for a while. Right. It, it is a placebo, obviously. It's never going to be the real thing like that riding that energy of the live crowd in the room that's what the whole form is about but people did it how did you feel about those rush cuz i feel like you are pretty adaptable to just at least throwing yourself into those new things whereas i don't know jason i could be wrong but i could see you looking at something like that and being like
3: you know. <laughs> I, mean, I was like i was like this is the only way i'm going to be able to perform in american stages unless they give me like a pardon of some kind Do you know what i mean yeah. so like so for me that was a lot of fun i did a lot of virtual stuff so i yeah I love live obviously but both worked
0: it was just sort of I mean and it's you know everybody the what we've been saying to guests the last few weeks is like it's not one or the other anymore it's just going to be a part of the package from now on it's going to be this right. night, you know it's just another thing in the comedian's arsenal now is really what it is uh but honestly you two, we can get into this stuff all day I always feel like it goes by way too fast but before we do let you go off the panel uh where can we find your albums? Where can we download your stuff, follow you on social, all of that good stuff? Uh, Jason, we'll throw it to you first. Where can we find your new album, Men?
1: Uh, so, yeah, it's Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, uh, Craigslist, uh, wherever. <laughs> uh, it's everywhere. It's called, yeah, known alias. Uh, check it out uh and i like i said i have an album release party uh this thursday at levity comedy club so i'm very excited about that too there we go the heart of the hammer by the way which always i have always
0: loved that scene there it has its own flavor and it's kind of like vancouver days? it's, it's
1: kind of like good. a vancouver where it's like we refuse we're not going to toronto i'll go other places people are like toronto i go hamilton you better say hamilton i don't <laughs> care <if they're... laughs> all right and of course rush
0: uh special on out tv new album all this good stuff where can we find all of the rush
2: things
3: okay yeah so the special amazon out tv if you have the channel you can watch it live on friday except this is aaron on sunday so you've already watched it because you're amazing (laughs) uh and like the album is you can buy it directly from and royal records you can stream it all the places that jason said uh craigslist obviously no i'm joking uh but RushCassie.com, my website will have links to everything it's so R-U-S-H-K-A-Z-I.com. Uh, and yeah, Hall and Roar Records. So stream it. Get it from iTunes. I don't know. Get it from somewhere.
0: There we go. <laughs> and yeah, a big shout out to Howl and Roar because that's another fantastic indie label that's been cranking out some of the best of the best albums these last few years. Jason Allen, Rush Kazi. That is our panel. Thank you both so much. We will be back with more Inside Jokes.
1: Hey, this is not Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. here in the I my
0: meals. I my back my You are listening to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto. Thank you again to Jason Allen and Rush Causey. Don't forget to check out both of their albums, specials, festivals, All the good things coming up, but now we are flipping gears. We are going to one of our absolute favorite venues here in Toronto is, of course, the iconic Comedy Bar, which just this past year celebrated 10 years as really becoming, I think, not just the hub of the comedy scene here in Toronto, but it's like cheers for comedians. That's what it really is. Comics just go there to hang out and see who's around and jump on each other's stages. (laughs) Everyone's Norm. We're all all Norm. Uh, But I mean... You know, we checked in with Comedy Bar multiple times during the pandemic because, the, you know, the whole back and forth and stop and go of like, we're open, we're closed, we're open, we're closed, and live shows are here and we're locked down again. Uh, so it's fantastic to see Comedy Bar back now in its 11th year, second venue opening up. Toronto comedy is wide open again, and as we were saying before the break, it's a much different scene than it was going into the pandemic. We have new independent clubs. We have comics that started out as open micers a few years ago, and now they're headlining, and now they're dropping albums. Uh, So with us right now, we have Hannah and Kyle, who run a showcase at Comedy Bar called Five for Five Comedy. How are we doing, folks? Good. Uh,
4: Thanks for having us. (laughs) Thanks so much.
0: Comedy Bar, I mean, it's always been one of those, you know, they really kind of pioneered the thing in Toronto of let the independent producers and comics sort of run it themselves. Rent the stage, bring your own audience, create your own show, create your own format. It wasn't like, you know, sort of going and showcasing for the traditional clubs and then looking for your five or seven minutes and that was it. Comedy Wire was like, this is a venue for the comics to launch new shows, to experiment a bit, to sort of build new kinds of comedy. And with it, we saw this entirely new audience come along with that and build with that. And it really has become this hub and I think now that things are back open again, after all these lockdowns and two years of all this sort of back and forth chaos, what has it been like bringing this showcase back and seeing live audiences? Like have, how, how hungry have people been for this after this whole time?
4: Oh man, they've been, uh, I mean, it's been great. <laughs> I'll start. Uh, yeah. It's been awesome. We, um, so Kyle and I actually, we took over the show, last September from uh, Jarrett Campbell and Marito. Yep. Um, they've been running it for a couple of years. So Kyle and I sort of inherited it. Um, and it was definitely like the best welcome back to stand up after the pandemic, just having like, just like such supportive audiences. Um, and just, yeah, it's been super fun. I feel like the crowds there are very eager for comedy, just in Toronto in general, it, the shows have been fantastic. Um, it's just, it's, yeah, it's been nice.
0: It is sort of too. I mean, when you took it over from Jarrett and Marito, because we've had the, them on this show over the years promoting it. I remember when they first started that show and it was very much geared towards, okay, you get to see sort of like upcoming pro comics, just honing their tight sets. These are their festival sets. This is, you'd see comics working on what they were taking to JFL that year or taking to, you know, new faces or homegrown or whatever it was. So that was, you really inherited sort of this showcase show with a built-in audience is really what you got. But I mean, Kyle, I guess I'll throw this to you. I mean, one thing we've been talking about the last couple of weeks on this show is really how the Toronto scene is a much different face to it now than it did pre-COVID. Because a lot of those comics that were sort of at the top tier, that made their way to the top of Toronto, before COVID hit, they got their papers and they went. They're in New York now. They're in LA now. They're down in Austin now. A uh, lot of headliners in Toronto also just went back to their hometowns during the pandemic and never came back. They went back to Ottawa and Calgary and Halifax and they just went, my family's here. I can go back to my old club stages. That's it. So coming out of this, Kyle, I mean, the comics who have sort of taken over this scene and taken over the stages, it's a whole different generation of comics now than it was a couple of years ago, really.
2: Yeah, Totally. And it is strange, but it's also like awesome to see so many new faces and so many, it's like a younger generation coming and Comedy Bar is that place where anyone can really book a show there and like email and like do their own thing at Comedy Bar in their own style and have their own format. So it is great to see. It. And it's also nice for Hannah and I to have this established show that will like, combine newer comics or like comics that are coming up and out of quarantine, they're like hungry for stage time and these old older pros that already know about the show. So 5 for 5 is great as like our lineups will have like these people that have been doing it for years and then like these new headliners that are coming into the scene. And like also just just as funny and just as hungry as the, the older guys.
0: Well, and I think one thing we're seeing because we were talking to Gary Rideout, of course, the founder of Comedy Bar, we were checking in with him just before Christmas. So last season before we got hit with that final lockdown and even back then he was saying, you know, it's great seeing, you know, there's certain mandates have been lifted, but it's great seeing every single show is selling out now because people have been just clamoring for this because it's I think it's about so much more than just. I've been stuck at home for two years and I'm bored and I want to watch live things. People, I think, I think comedy is so essential and necessary right now because just even people's mental health, like it's, it's two years of isolation and, you know, being separate from everybody and, and living in this strange, bizarre time. I think comedy is really needed right now. It's a scary world. Even if the pandemic is over. Now we're talking about nuclear war <laughs> and, right. you know,
2: climate's burning and
0: all that, like it's a scary and strange and sort of unknown time to be alive. And I think it's a really pertinent time for live comedy to come back right now with shows like this and just be able to get out and collectively sort of blow off this steam. Really. I mean, what's, um, what's the vibe you've been getting from audiences now coming after all this stuff. Do you sort of feel this like relief in a way?
2: Totally. Yeah. Hannah, it, had it, did you notice like right when the like everything was lifted and we came back, the audiences were they almost like were so awkward because they were isolated for so long that the first few shows it was like, wow, that was weird. They really did forgot yeah. how to laugh as a group.
4: I think that was it. it was like they forgot that they were they weren't watching a TV almost. It was like, oh, <laughs> react yeah. to this. But yeah, the first shows, shows were back. definitely. Uh, uh, Hannah,
2: yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Kyle, both of you guys. I mean, for those who don't know and haven't been down to a showcase, what exactly is 5 for 5 comedy? Describe the name, the setup, how the nights kind of run.
0: And how, how it's sort of different from the way it started, because obviously you put your own spin on it in a way, too, after you inherited it. Hmm. Yeah.
2: Uh,
4: yeah, it's pretty much just... So Kyle and I, we've started hosting it together uh, most weeks. So we do sort of like a duo hosting Um, and then we book, it's just straight stand-ups just doing their, yeah, it's doing usually like seven, eight minutes. Um, The name originated, it was five comics for $5. Kyle and I have started adding more (laughs) comics. (laughs)
2: Um, Like we've inflated the amount of comics and the price of the show. so. So you're getting more bang for your buck. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I The show started out with Jared Campbell and it was called Pro. like the 930 cab space slot was called Propin Mike. The Propin Mike. So, yeah. So it was like that pro where pros could go and they could like try new things. And it's like a late night Tuesday. So it's not like this when you go, you're not it's not like a Friday or Saturday where it's like all these guys are doing their best stuff. It's kind of like a it was a workshop for yeah. these uh. pros. And then Marito Lopez started working with Jared and it became Five for Five, which became like the showcase where it was like coveted where people would really want to do the show. Yeah. Where I, I remember Marito posting, being like, he's like, everyone stop asking to do the show. Like, you will be asked. Like, <laughs> some, some of you just aren't ready. Type of thing. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Like, our that people is, will talk to your people. That is always, that is always, like, the famous last
0: words with comics. Like, you could be talking to a comic about somebody's funeral and their answer would be, who books that? Like, that's really, <laughs> that's yeah. really where it goes.
2: But it is the funny. Price, the eat, price of admission always has to end on an even dollar amount. Because then you're just booking <laughs> half a comedian, right? Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Makes that's
0: sense. Do. It is interesting, yeah. though, because I, I do remember, and I did that show quite a few times myself before I hung it up, but I... I do remember when Jarrett was starting it as a probe and Mike, and then when him and Marito changed it to five for five, and then it of course became its own new iteration with, with the both of you. Uh, but it sort of came along at a time where it, it kind of became the new Rivoli because in Toronto comedy, Monday nights Rivoli was always, that's where you go. You could watch all the headliners and all the TV comics, all the sort of top dogs. That's where they would go to work on their new stuff. They would just go there riff throw out some new seven minutes have some fun with the audience and then have a pint with each other and go home that was their little workshop room so it was a pro show for cheap that where you could watch like the best of the best and that sort of became what comedy bar became and that's sort of became what five for five was now that so much of the comics in toronto are it's a different generation of comics these are these are the people who have you know made a name for themselves on youtube and tiktok and self-produced their own albums and all that stuff Is there more of a vibe now of, you're not just seeing like TV comics go out and workshop new stuff. You're also seeing just new comics build their careers now on this stage, I guess.
2: Totally. (laughs) (laughs) This
4: is Kyle and I's uh, issue. We always say one word and then interrupt each other.
2: (laughs) Yeah, this is how Um, we host the show.
4: (laughs) This is how we host it. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, I'd say so. It's always, I don't know. I remember when I was like, the first couple times I did it the lineups it was always pros and then they would always book sort of like an up-and-coming comic so you'd always strive to be that person on that lineup mm-hmm. with all the pro comics. Um, I don't know I think we try to we try to book it the same but I also find booking newer comics it makes the show more exciting because they're they're excited to be on the show they're doing their tight material and they're also just like It's just exciting. I don't know.
0: It's a good time. They they aren't jaded and dead inside yet. Yeah,
2: I know. (laughs) This thing called hope.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. They still. Yeah. It's you get to this sort of. There's a change that happens. It's that moment where you decide that okay, this isn't just like a cool thing I do after work every night and I brag to my friends about. I'm gonna try and make this my job, and that's when the darkness sets in. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's when you go down the rabbit hole, and that's you've. You've turned a corner and that's it. <laughs> you see like the fire go out in their eyes. <laughs> uh, but it, is, it is great because I think your version of Five for five, yeah, it is you know, you inherited it, but it is very much sort of a sign of the times. It's sort of representative of what what Toronto comedy is now, which is we do have all these vacancies where a lot of these like nationally known headliners who used to make this their home, they've left and they've left these open spaces. So you are seeing new comics who are using all these platforms sort of reshaped the scene into what it is now so five for five is one of those great shows where you could sort of watch that happen in real time uh anyways we're going to come back and wrap it up with hannah and kyle find out where we can watch this show get tickets pay comedians money to watch them live all that good stuff right here on inside jokes hey this is roddy colmer and jay brody and you are listening to inside jokes 640 toronto welcome back to inside steel. jokes right here on 640 toronto and of course streaming coast to coast canada wide on the global news radio network brought to you of course by our good friends at hakeem optical Helping you see the world around you more clearly. Just don't watch the news. For the love of God, whatever you do, do not watch the news with your Hakeem Optical Glasses. The world is terrible. Use your Hakeem Optical Glasses to do literally anything else. Watch live comedy. Go to a park and people watch. It doesn't matter. Just don't. Do not turn on the TV or Facebook. Anyways. (laughs)
2: <laughs> we're talking a samsung sponsorship right now
0: oh we we could get anybody these are great uh we are talking five for five comedy which of course uh this is the new generation of five for five happens at toronto's famous comedy bar uh every tuesday night where you can see a mix i would say now of just like pro comics working on new stuff headliners people get ready for the festivals because that's going to be a thing again very soon finally uh but also a good the crop of like who's who coming up in toronto comedy right now that's sort of This show and that and that venue are always sort of the the home for that. Hannah and Kyle, I will ask you guys we're talking about before the break about how, you know, those those first few shows sort of coming back from all these lockdowns, it's almost like people forgot how to be be an audience again. Like they're excited to go out and watch this stuff, but it's it is kind of weird because we've been so conditioned for the last two years to like even sitting in a room with other human beings is just like strange and uncomfortable now. It's like, are we allowed? We're not supposed to be able to do that. So was there sort of like Do you feel like audiences have now come to a point where they kind of feel like what they used to be before again or do you still find there's like this sort of weirdness where people don't know how to go out into that world yet?
2: Um, I think audiences have been better than ever to be honest. Mm -hmm. They are like fully back in full force and it has been really really a pleasure to be doing it every week. What do you think Edip?
4: (laughs) throwing it to me yeah I I definitely agree I think um yeah the first few shows back were just awkward like people still some people were wearing their masks so you couldn't like see faces just like when you're performing yeah um, but now it seems like it's comedy bars packed every night um even our show it's Tuesday at 9 30 we've been able to sell it out most weeks so it's it's yeah it's great to be back
2: Yeah. And also, right when we came back, all the comedians were coming out of isolation too. So it was a funny transition for them to like be on stage again, including us, like our our first show back when we hosted together. It was like, it was like one of those awkward conversations you have with someone you aren't expecting to have a conversation with, like nowadays where you're like (laughs) (laughs) accidentally interrupting them apologizing (laughs) the entire time well
0: and even like and i mean because comedy bar is such a hub of the community and it really is the place where comics just go to sort of not just work on stuff and interact with the crowd but just to be with each other I think after two years of like you know there were a lot of comics that figured out okay well I have to do TikTok now I have to do YouTube I have to do digital stuff that's fine but comics also just need to be around other comics because you are all like-minded people you know I always like you're like the island of misfit toys like comics need to be able to be in that green room with each other and riff off of each other and just socialize because you know you guys know what it's like when you're around your other friends or family. So basically the normal people <laughs> in your life, it's different. Like you need to be able to go out and have that outlet and interact with each other. Cause it is an entire, you know, it's, it's one of those jobs. that's a lifestyle job. It is its own bizarre world. And you need to be as a comic, you need to be able to be able to go in and interact with that. So for comics to be able to do that again, finally after two years of just being on zoom is so essential to them to what they do as well
2: oh yeah i think they're definitely like personally i felt like during that time there was something missing and like i felt like i lost some of my identity during the quarantine just not doing comedy at all and it immediately came back when i like was at comedy bar got to hang out with everybody
0: it is sort of a weird you know it's sort of a double-edged sword because the one thing that a lot of comics said to us is especially those first like five, 10 years where you're starting out and it really is all about just grind, grind, grind. Like you go and hit as many mics as you can in a city like Toronto. So you really do sort of isolate yourself from your friends and family. Cause it's always just all about getting on stage for a lot of comics. It was sort of a double-edged sword. Cause they were like, well, this has actually forced me to, Realize who I am as a person off stage again and just be around family and friends and just step out of that limelight and just be my own person for a while and sort of reset. So not tons of silver linings about pandemics usually, but there are some. Uh all right, before before we do let you go, uh we'll figure out where we can get tickets for, for uh five for five, where we can find you online, follow your socials, all that good stuff. Uh Kyle, we'll throw that to you first.
2: Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, at Kyle Patton. And I will. I always am <laughs> promoting 5 for 5. It's in my bio. You can go straight and buy tickets there. And yeah, that's, I think that's the good one. <laughs> there we go. Anna Lawrence,
0: where can we find you? And of course, we could see you and Kyle live every Tuesday night at Comedy yeah, Bar. Yeah, every
4: Tuesday night, 9.30 p.m. at Comedy Bar in the Cabaret space. We're also doing a main stage show on May 6th. At 9pm. Um, we're doing sort of like we booked it. Kyle and I are going to do 20s. Um, and then we have some of our favorite acts uh, hosting and then opening for the show as well. So it's gonna be May 6 at 9pm. Um, yeah, Instagram, H Lawrence with two E's at the end. And yeah, same as Kyle, link in my bio for tickets. And yeah, you can go to the Comedy okay. Bar website too for tickets as well.
0: There we go. That is our panel. Yeah, don't forget to check out all the live shows at Comedy Bar. Hit up 5 for 5 every Tuesday night here in Toronto. You can check out the full roster of shows at ComedyBar.ca. Thank you again to Rush and Jason. Check out both of their new albums, new specials dropping now. That is our show. We will be back next week. Don't forget you can listen to all of our episodes right back to the beginning on Global News Online.
4: This is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx.
0: This week's Comedy Rx
4: Features Jason Allen. I like drugs, man. At my last job, my boss
1: came up to me and was like, Jason, we gotta let you go. And I said, Well, what? And he said, Well, we think you've been getting high at work. And I said, What makes you think I've been getting high at work? And he said, Dude, I fired you three days ago. <laughs> I used to work for the company Pepsi. I worked in a delivery truck one day I was driving around with this guy, kind of middle-aged. And uh, we're driving in the truck and he looked over at me and he's like, hey man, you smoke weed? You drink? And I was like, man, this guy's gonna get me high and drunk at lunch. This is awesome.
2: So I was like, yeah, I do. And he looked at me and he
1: just went, nice. And that was it. That was the whole thing. That's like if you came over to my place and I was like, hey man, are you hungry? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, well, a lot of people are. shape right now. (laughs)